0: Welcome back, folks, to The Mail Right Show. It's episode 150. I've got my co-host back with me. He's still traveling, folks. And we've got a fantastic guest, um, Michael... Michael... I'm going I'm, to. Michael I'm, G. <laughs> Michael G. I'm going to just say that. I'm going to let Michael introduce himself. Michael, can you introduce yourself quickly to the audience? Yeah, standards? hi. My name
1: is, my name is Michael Junulus. Um, Kind of how it sounds, or how it looks, but it's, but it gets to be a little bit weird for some people. Um, and I'm excited to be here and
0: share what I can. That's great. And Robert, would you like to quickly introduce yourself?
2: Reintroduce myself. All right. So I'm Robert Newman. I'm the founder of Inbound Real Estate Marketing. And
0: uh, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to my website, which is how most of you know me anyway. That's great. And I'm the founder of MailWrite, we're a marketing platform, a SaaS product that helps you get quality leads for your real estate business. Now, Michael, um, you've got a really interesting personal story, but you've got a lot of knowledge about um, digital marketing in general. As, as, as we were saying in the pre-show chat, um, our audience are mostly real estate professionals. Can you give us a quick overview how you, if you were in that market, how you would look at utilizing digital marketing to help your business?
1: Yeah, sure. You know, so um, as I said to you, and we won't focus on that side as much. But I've, for the last year, I've been doing some work as a real estate investor. And as part of that, I got more involved in generating um leads um, of people that want to sell their homes or uh multifamily all kinds of options and and so i've got uh the cool part was a lot of the experience that I had in in doing ads kind of carried over it was very much the same it was just almost changing what the ask was um you know and 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 basically what i what I found and what I would suggest to people here is right now probably one of the probably the best way that I've seen to to generate uh, good leads has been with Facebook ads you know Facebook ads have really done well um, <laughs> direct direct mail has also done about the same so both those options have done have done quite well for us we're like I was saying we're spending um, on direct mail side we're spending about five thousand a month and then on the um, on the side of uh, Facebook, we're spending about two to three thousand. With some of that's also with AdWords. What we're finding with Google is it's really expensive. So generating like one lead with the um, AdWords is, is costing us around two hundred and fifty to three hundred. Um, whereas on the Facebook side, on our average, we're generating a lead for about thirty to forty bucks each. Uh, With right. no difference
2: in quality, are you
1: are you testing,
2: are you figuring out a way to, to take a look at the quality of the lead? Yes,
1: yeah, so we're seeing that the AdWords quality is a little better, but the volume is so low that we're not seeing any anything out of it yet. So I actually paused AdWords just because after about a $2,000 spend, we hadn't really seen anything yet. And um, I'm also, this is apart from the ad side, but I'm also dialing in the sales team. So I have two people. And so I have to kind of keep an eye on them and see how they're doing. So it's a little bit tough when you're in the early stages on what are you judging? You know, are you judging the, the, the ad? Are you judging the lead quality or are you judging the, the salesperson, right? There's all these different people that, you know, there's all these different aspects. So sometimes early on when you're in like a startup stage, which is this particular company is it, it's tough. So we're kind of just throwing, throwing out a, a lot of things and kind of seeing what sticks and then also trying to go backwards and, and, and see, um, yeah, yeah, like, like you're bringing up where did the actual deals come from, right? Um, mainly the deals have come from direct mail. Um, okay. And I think the reason for that, and this is just particular to me, is because with the direct mail side, I'm able to target people that have maybe paid off their house or they own th- three or four homes and they live out of state. Right on Facebook, it's a a lot tougher to target that. So you're gonna have to kind of, well, on for us, we're always targeting people that have equity in their home, that live out of state, that own, you know, that can own more than, you know, than, can own two or three homes. So that way, we know they've got the cat or they've got the that the equity in the house to sell it, and we go for the fast sale. We try to close within about you know one to two weeks. So. That has helped out for us quite a bit on the Facebook side. One issue we have bumped into is, and again, this is all real time stuff, you know, so it's, it's kind of like, as, as you know, right now, as it, it can be, we're, we're seeming like we're getting a lot more mobile homes from the Facebook ads. Mm. A lot of people see the ad and, I, and they're like, Hey, do you buy mobile homes? You buy mobile homes. And, and uh, we really don't. I'm trying to look for someone that might, you know, but um, that's been kind of interesting. And I don't know if that's a demographical thing. Um, so we're we're also trying to tweak that. The other thing that I haven't tested this yet, but I've but I've read about it. I've had a lot of people that do this kind of strategy, and what it's called is called the carpet bomb strategy. Um, mm-hmm. And that just comes from the the kind of the uh, the war terminology just to kind of hit a big area all all at once. And it's just for Facebook. What you do is you create a video, maybe about 30 seconds long. This is not something that I came up with, but it's you create this video about 30 seconds long. And in that video, you're really honing in on who is your target audience. So if you're trying to sell luxury homes, or you want to, you know, get a listing for those type of homes, you would open up with kind of like a very interesting, exciting picture that would catch the eye of those types of people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you would kind of have text going. So you would have images, you would have text, like some kind of song in the background just to get people to watch it. And what you're doing is you're you're hitting it. Say let's say you go out and you you restrict it on Facebook, maybe only by um, zip code and maybe income level, or you own your own house. Maybe that that's it. You keep it very very vague. You don't go trying to target in like wants to sell their house, trying to do this, talk to an agent, all these little things, because Facebook's data is kind of like it's okay, but you don't ever really you aren't sure, you know. So you just go for as broad as you possibly can, and when you do that. You, you put the video out and you make it your goal from Facebook. Cause that's a big thing you have to do is decide what you want. You know, what's the outcome. Your, your goal isn't to do anything but to get video views. That's okay. Important. That's important because Facebook, um, they make that very cheap because right now Facebook is in this kind of death match with YouTube over fighting over ad spend. Are you gonna spend your ads on YouTube? Are you gonna spend it on Facebook? So Facebook is discounting their video costs tremendously. Now, you, now you're now you gonna say, okay, well, why do you want videos? You know, why that doesn't pay us any, you know, if they watch it, that's not gonna do anything, right? Well, there's two things. One, you you will have a call to action at the end. So you would say like, you know, if you wanna sell your house, or you're looking to buy a house like the ones you've seen, you know, Call me or email me, go to my site, whatever your call to action is. And then you'll have your little button on the side saying blur, make me an offer, you know, you, you can choose. So that's kind of one part, and you'll get trickle from that. But what you're really trying to do, which is so cool, is you're you're creating a list of people that watch that video that then you go back. And you show your Facebook ads to those people because they're, and you can do it with Facebook based on how long they watched the video for. So if someone watched 75% of that video or more, it seems likely that those are, that those people are more interested and you, so this is a way to let fit, to let Facebook and let user behavior create your audience for you. So okay. you're not out there trying to guess at it and go, well, what's this? Well, you know, I'm going to guess people that own a home and this zip code who like shopping for home goods. You know what I mean? You're trying to like guess at what this, at who we should target. So instead you let the people choose themselves by how long they watch it. And then you okay. go back with your more traditional ads. And if you do it right and you do your branding right, they're going to be like, hey, I've seen this before somewhere. They may not know where. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to look like, I think I've seen this. I think, you know, so you've got that. Then you let that, tradi- that traditional ad um, drive them to your site. And this is a big key. This is where I think a lot of people in pretty much every single space just don't do this. And I don't know why. You just want to always make sure that where you're driving people, that there's a clear call to action. And there's a way for the person to give you their information for a follow-up. Like if you're not generating um, leads, then it's just a big time waster. So you can have, you know, and if I was an agent, I would have both, I would have both sides, you know, do you want to sell a house? Do you want to buy a house? And I would say, get on my email list. I send out every week, I send out all my homes that are coming, that are coming for sale every week. I, you know, whatever you, you find out whatever the benefit is of what people want. And you make sure you, you give them that in your email. If I was doing it, I would even say, "Hey, um, if you're thinking about selling your home, get on this email list because each week I update you on market trends, predictions of what's about to come, um, average home values, all the things that if you're thinking about selling a house, what what people would want. I would also I'd probably build out a report on like you know the ten things you must do before you even think about selling your house, and I come up with stuff that. People probably already, you know, think of this stuff, but some people might not. It'd be like make sure you've done this, make sure you've cleaned this, make sure your yards picked up. I just read an article it was talking about like cleaning up the yard and putting out mulch and stuff can increase the home value like four, you know, five percent. It's just nuts, you know. There's all these things that can be done, so I would look at just adding value there. And then when it comes to the Facebook side, what's cool you've got this audience of people who watch, so let's say the whole thing, say the people that watch the whole video. Um, once you've run this ad for a week, two or three, um, you're going to have a lot of people in there, right? Which is cool. But what's what's awesome is you're going to show ads back to that audience. So now you're going to get them to move from watching about you to going to your site. If they click over to your site, then you're you're going to want to have follow-up ads going to them if they didn't opt in on that form. So you, and this could be, if you want to be more friendly and less aggressive, you can start sharing blog posts to those people. So here's a post I wrote about the upcoming trends for 2018 or 2019 trends. And here's a post about, um, like like I said, the 10 things you must do before you ever think about selling your house. Uh, the three things every realtor must tell you before they you know, you know, offer your home, whatever, all this content pieces. And I'm following up, following up, following up. And then that would basically implement in their minds, they're thinking, okay, well, this dudes are girls everywhere. You know, they're doing some awesome stuff. And, you know, and that just gives them a a repeat time to to, to make contact with you. Because I, in the real estate game, you know, at, at any given time, this applies to most any industry there's only about maybe 3% of people that are ready to take action now. So it's like very, very few people are actually going right now to take the action that you want them to take, whether that's buying your product, selling their house, trying to buy a house. It's it's a a small, but you know, probably 50% of the people are thinking about it. They're in that, they're in that unsure stage and I might do it. I might not. And then the rest people might not even be thinking about it, but they just thought it was neat, so they were checking it out. But they're still at least in that um, web. You know, you kind of want to get them in, the, in in your sphere of influence. So you can continue to follow up with them via email, via the Facebook ads, all those things. And where it take, now where it takes a really big jump and can get extremely, extremely good on the uh, Facebook side is let's say you do this for you know, three months. And after three months, you look back and you have 5,000 people who watched 75% or more of your video. And say you've got 1,000 people who signed up um, on the buyer side. And let's just, I'm just making things up for math. And 1,000 people who signed up on the, they want to sell their house side. Facebook will then allow you to take those audiences. So we have 5,000 that, Watched it. We have a, a thousand that want to sell their house. A thousand that want to buy it. You can then tell Facebook, go out there, Facebook, and find me people that look like these people. And Facebook is called a look-alike audience. It's shortened to LAL. And what it does is Facebook has reams and reams and reams of data. Right? I mean, they get into trouble for it. Right? All the time because they have so much data. They basically will make sort of like a profile of the people that that did the, the the action that you're asking for, and they're going to say, okay, what is the common the commonality amongst these people? And I don't I don't remember the exact data points they have, but let's just say it's it's two hundred. It could be you know gender, age, demographic homeowner status, zip code, there's all these different things and and they compile and then they go out and they create a list for you, a new audience of people that look like those people. And then you can turn around and you can show those people the video, you can show those people the follow up ads, you can show those people the blog posts and the more people that are opting in, the the more people that complete that action, guess what facebook's getting smarter and smarter and smarter with finding out who that person is that you're going after because a lot of people where most people fail on the on the ad spend side is they jump in they spend money it's very very expensive and then they stop i'm even doing this myself right now with adwords i i, I spent a few thousand i was like hey it's too expensive i turned it off but what you really need to think about is that when you're starting an ad campaign, you're not starting an ad campaign to see instant results. You're starting an ad campaign to buy data. So all you're trying to do is you're spreading out your cash. You're testing out different ads. You're testing out different audiences. You're testing out different times a day, right? You're, you're buying data on all these things because maybe only one out of 20 is gonna work. It's almost like a jackpot. You gotta keep spinning it till you get the sevens across the whole way. I'll give you an example that'll make a little bit more sense because it is something that we, that we more understand. Because when you talk about Facebook and you get into like audiences and video and lookalikes and copies, all, all this weird stuff, it gets to be odd. But we just have been doing for a different company, uh, a radio ad campaign. And we we spent about 60,000 bucks and it was costing us around, I I think I want to say like 2000, a little bit under 2000 bucks to generate one sale. And the sale was only a $37 product, right? Hmm. So you would just think, man, what a fail, you know, like that's on the, on the internet side, we can produce those buyers for under, you know, 100 bucks. So we're talking like a 20x more money. Um, but when you dig into the data, we started to look and we were running these ads on all these different stations, channels, which is f- funny because that's what you call it, right? Different channels when you, when, when you run ads. Well, on the radio side, we, were, we had different times of day that we, that we did it. We had different ads that we ran and then we had completely different stations. Now, not only did we have different stations, we had XM going on one side and we had AM FM going on the other side. So we were, we were spreading out everything, but because we were tracking and we looked back, so we, we let the ads run for one month then we paused it and I said, okay, let's see what happened. Now, I don't have yet the exact figures, but when we looked at it, I think we had produced, I want to, it was around 34 sales or so, right? Well, I think 29 of those 34 sales came from XM radio. So, and we didn't even spend, but maybe a third of the ad budget on that one piece, that one XM. And then we looked and we had, we had tested like five or six different ads. Well, guess what? I think almost all the sales came from just two ads. So if we hadn't dug in and looked at it, we would have just said, oh, radio doesn't work. It sucks. Turn it off. What a big waste. But now we know, okay, if we run just on XM and we also saw that pretty much all of our sales came during the popular times, you know, like the the seven to ten and then like the three to six, the drives to work and the drives home. And so now we know, okay, our next time we go in, oh, and we found out even within XM, it was certain it was certain channels on the XM station that were generating those sales. So it's like okay, great. So what what do we do now? So now we go back and we say, okay, well we want to run only these two ads. We want to run them only on XM, only on these particular stations, and only at this particular times. So we spent 60000 bucks to buy that information, that knowledge. Right. Let me ask
2: you a quick question here. I gotta, yeah. I gotta jump in because I'm, yeah. I'm, I just want to make sure I'm understanding the math. So you spent sixty grand. XM delivered twenty nine sales at thirty nine dollars. So your net yield was eight hundred dollars. Am I understanding that correct?
1: Yeah, but that's just the starting point for us. That's the opening of a funnel. Sure. That's I just want
2: to make sure that I got the math right. That yeah. that that's, um, I'm, I'm, that was all yeah. my. Yeah. Go ahead. Continue yeah. on.
1: Yeah. So basically, and 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 again, I'm still not even saying that this is for sure gonna be what we end up with, and that's it might not ever pan out like like I hope. But it, at least now we know. And then the other thing we found out is we were doing a our particular campaign, and I this makes me look so stupid. I hate to even share it, but it's just one of those things you don't think about when you're going into a a, a whole different area. We had it so when people would call us. Um, it had like a voice prompt. Say thanks for calling. If you'd like us to text you the link, go ahead and press one. If you prefer to leave a voicemail, press two. It was kind of like that. And most people hung up. It was like maybe only two out of 10 would do anything. And I kept thinking, why is this? Why, why, why? Finally, I talked to the uh, radio guy that, that helped us put it all up. And he was like, well, man these people are driving home in their car. They're not, you know, so most of them are by themselves in their car and they're not going to be sitting there on their phone. Like, Oh, hey, Oh, I'm trying to drive. Press one, you know? So most people, it turns out on the radio side will either just call real fast. So the, and then stop it. So the phone number is in there, you know? And they're not going to sit there when they're driving and try to like hear someone talking on a voice prompt and then press one and press all this. So it was just not thinking through the customer experience. You know, the prospect experiences are sitting in a car driving and might, might be driving 80 miles an hour down the interstate. It's not very safe to be trying to press in one and two and all this stuff. So,
0: yeah. I think that's great, Michael. Uh, I think we're going to go for a break, folks. And when we come back, we're going to be discussing some more about Mike with Michael. And um, we'll be back in a few moments. internet marketing i've been fascinated with the conversation so michael i think to just to recap i think what you're what you're trying to say is that a lot of people you know obviously the example you're using was quite a large budget with a quite a large client yeah but the principle is just the same is that sometimes you've got to accept a little bit of loss to get the data that will enable you to focus your digital marketing, so you do get success. Would you say that's the overriding principle? Yes.
1: Yeah, that's that's what it took me twenty minutes to say. So you 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 did great there. Yeah.
0: Right. Um. I just want to you know what what particular areas online that you I think what also from what you were saying. Is the um, the two hot areas that get you going at the present moment, are, which are combined, is Facebook with video? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, video on Facebook is great. You even just adding, even if you keep your ad exactly the same, but you add a video of like a picture that runs for twenty seconds, Facebook will usually decrease the cost of that ad just because they love video because it keeps people on the site longer. People love video. So therefore Facebook does too. So I've even seen people that make a video that doesn't even make any sense. It's just there just because it's driving down the costs.
0: Yeah. And I also think what, what you were trying to point out in the first half of the show is that, um, that, that, some of these people the because they watch a certain length of the video they're giving a strong signal exactly. they're giving a, a a strong signal which then you can retarget them and retargeting normally is a lot cheaper than trying to get um you know people that are totally cold to you your product your service and then getting them to do something is that is yes. that what else
1: Yes, that's a big piece to it as, as well. Yeah, you're when you do retargeting, it's basically like you're providing the data, so then Facebook is gonna make that uh, you know cheaper for you. And when you do the retargeting too, like I had said, there's an added benefit that there's even if they're not conscious of it, they're going to at least sort of recognize you. You know, especially. A big thing, especially for agents to do is making sure that their Facebook page picture is a picture of them, it's their, it's their face. You know, Don't do the whole like corporate-y thing because Facebook is a social platform. It's about, it's about people, right? So you wanna make sure that you're kind of branding your face. Same thing, if you're doing a video, um, like if you wanna do one, like a c- quick one, featuring you uh, like if you're on screen um, and this is, this is probably a little controversial. I've not done this, so I don't know, but in our in the, in the real estate space, but in the other spaces, we, we, we often see that more like real videos get a lot more traction. So a video shot on an iPhone may get more shares, more talking, more communication than a studio video with like a professional sound, sound stage, you know, all that stuff. Because a lot of people just see that as an ad, but they see a guy walking on the beach or something talking as like a real video that, that you made that day. And, and that's what Facebook is, right? If you scroll around on Facebook, most of your, you know, all your friends and family aren't post; they're posting pictures of their cat and their dog and what they ate and, and what, what they did. Um, all those things are what people like so the more you fit in with the look and feel of the of the platform the more you're, you're going to kind of get traction I think,
0: I think that's a great point we're going to wrap it up for the podcast part of the show folks we like to keep it around 30 minutes but hopefully Michael's going to agree to stay on for a little while and we're going to delve um, see what Robert thinks of all this and then almost maybe delve in a little bit of Michael's fantastic personal story as well um so michael how can people get hold of you and find out more about you
1: yeah so if anyone wants to find anything about me they can just go to onlyonemike.com that's o-n-l-y-o-n-e-m-i-k-e.com and if they go to com slash mail right um i've got a a free book there that they can opt in for to get the book and it's called how to obliterate the blank page and it's my strategies that I use when I have to write an ad or write sales copy and especially when you're starting from scratch because most people sit there and stare at the blank page and think what in the world do I do so this kind of gives you seven or eight strategies to get started some questions to ask yourself so you never have to deal with a blank page again
0: that's great. And um, my foreign correspondent here, Robert. Uh, Robert, um, how can people get hold of you?
2: As always, they can uh, they can come to my website and they can say hello to me at inboundrem.com. They can schedule an appointment if they want to talk to me, but mostly they can check out all of my great content on real estate marketing and I would be extremely happy and they would be extremely happy
0: they would be robert's very approachable when um, you want to get hold of me it's really easy go to the mail right website or get hold of us on the facebook page i'm very accessible myself i'm always there to help and have a chat with an agent that wants some advice about online marketing and spe- specifically facebook so we'll see you next week when we're going to have expert like michael and we hope to give you some insights some ideas To move your business to the next level. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye.